Hello and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Jean Lawson. In this episode, I speak to Dr. Joe Parsons, who's a research fellow at Warwick Medical School at, of course, the University of Warwick. And the paper we talk about is which patients miss appointments with general practice and why a systematic review. Now, we know that missed GP appointments do have considerable time and cost implications on healthcare services. I started by asking Joe to tell us a little bit more about that and the reasons for looking at this systematic review now. I work in the unit of academic primary care at Warwick Medical School, and we do a lot of research into appointment making and consultations, access and sort of inequalities to access. And across lots of different studies, we we sort of noticed that the problem of patients missing appointment is sort of becoming more and more apparent. As we know, GPs are at incredibly stretched capacity. They work working very long hours, shortages of GPs. Also, um, there's a high number. So there's about 15 million appointments in primary care each year are missed, and about half of those are GP appointments. Um, it costs an NHS something like £216 million a year. So it's a massive, there's a massive time and cost implication of this. More importantly, or perhaps more importantly, uh, patients that are missing appointments are actually missing out on their healthcare needs. So not turning up their appointment, there's that unmet need there. So patients are often having delayed diagnosis and perhaps untreated health conditions. And that's sort of increasing that vulnerability of some patients. So it's just really important that we try and understand a little bit about why patients are missing appointments. Um, and, and perhaps as well, which patients are more likely to miss appointments. And this hopefully will allow primary care and, and GP practices to try and tailor their interventions to try and, you know, maximise the uptake and actually make make most patients get their needs met. Yeah, so a really important area and lots of, you know, potential benefits of knowing what's going on here for all sorts of different reasons. And we'll come a little bit, uh, we'll come on a little bit later to the um Potential interventions that things that GPs could do a little bit differently, because I know they come out of this study a little bit as well. But the first thing to do, perhaps, is to get you to tell us um, tell us what you did this time. Having a look at the literature, we found that there very little had been done since about 2003. So a previous systematic review had been conducted in 2003, looking at some of the reasons for patients missing appointments. But obviously, a lot of cha- a lot has changed since 2003. The primary care landscape has changed, and the way we use appointments and consultations have changed. So we decided that the sort of like the best way to approach this was, was to update the systematic review. So a systematic review, as, as I'm sure you know, um, is a really effective way of looking at all the literature that's appropriate, all the relevant papers that have been published or from the grey literature that's around. So we can get a really thorough assessment of what's already known on the topic and obviously to assess the quality of that literature as well. And we were able to provide readers with like a summary, a synopsis of what, of what have we found so uh, we were hoping to do a meta-analysis, but the data didn't allow it, unfortunately. Um, so what we've done is we've provided a narrative synthesis so that readers can get an overall view of who misses appointments, how often are appointments missed, and, and try and identify some of those characteristics of patients. That's why we chose a systematic review, so to try and get that thorough evaluation of the literature. Okay, perfect. So um, we should ask you to tell us now, tell us how many papers you found or how many you had to screen or how many you got down to and tell us how, tell us a little bit about the quality of the literature and what the main, the key findings were. Yeah, of course. So we had about 5,000 results to screen and it resulted after obviously tidal abstracts and full text screening. We ended up with 26 included papers. 
So we assess the quality of all the papers in the review using a mixed methods appraisal tool because we use papers that were both randomised control trials and non-randomised control trials. So of the 26, 25 were rated with a high quality and one was rated with moderate quality. So obviously that's really positive. It suggests that the, the methods and the procedures that have been undertaken by the studies was, was of really high quality, um, which just gives more emphasis and more um, robustness to the to what we can do with those findings. Tell us a little bit about the kind of rates that you found and um, of people missing appointments. In the just as a bit of sort of background information, the of the twenty six papers, the majority of those were published in the United States. Um, about fourteen in the United States, six were only six were from the UK, um, and there were about there were a couple, one from Canada, one from Australia, and various other countries. And but interestingly enough, across all the countries, the rates of missed appointments were fairly similar. So the rate ranged from about three percent of appointments to up to forty eight percent. But as I say, across the across the countries, there's, there's a lot of similarity in rates. Studies that looked at younger populations generally had a higher rate of missed appointments. So we broke it down into studies that looked at older, old uh, adults, all patients, and young patients. And those that looked at young patients generally had a higher rate of missed appointments. Yeah. So I know it's on paper. So the so the mean of about fifteen percent. I mean, I mean, I just say you got to be careful about pushing, putting these all together. You couldn't do a meta analysis because they're clearly a heterogeneous pay set of papers. But about fifteen percent median of twelve point nine. So that kind of gives folk an idea, doesn't it? But there were clearly a bit of some outliers as well. You mentioned one paper that was in Malaysia that and that was your forty eight percent. But yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't absolutely comparable to some of the others. It had a slightly different way the clinic operated. It was the Missed appointments are actually related to uh, follow-up appointments, and the majority of this clinic actually worked on a walk-in basis, so it wasn't a particularly useful finding. Um, yeah. um, you were able to pull out some of the reasons why people missed appointments. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, some of the reasons that patients missed appointments, uh, obviously, so one of the most common reasons was family and work commitment, so things like having... Um, childcare responsibilities made it difficult to actually access the appointment. Um, another popular reason was forgetting the appointment, um, which, which is quite interesting. Other reasons included things like weather and transport issues, feeling better by the time of the appointment. So there were quite a few. These reasons we kind of categorised as patient-related reasons, but there were also a group of reasons which were more specific to the clinic itself or the practice or the way that the, the, the logistics of the, of the booking system so the appointment not being with a preferred GP was one of was was one of the reasons it was found, along with that, that doctor-patient relationship and miscommunication from the practice. So either uh, being given the wrong date on the appointment card or not being given an appointment card at all or not having a reminder were other reasons that, uh, that were particularly prevalent. Also, interestingly, appointments that were on a Monday were more likely to be missed. So not quite sure that like, the reasoning behind that bit was quite no. useful. <laughs> Tell us a little bit. So one of the things, before we get on to some of the things you think can be done differently, it would be useful to have a, hear a little bit more about the characteristics of patients who miss their appointments, perhaps if they have particular health factors or demographic factors that should be considered. So patients from low socio-demographic uh, areas were more likely to miss appointments. Um, and patients from non-white or uh, minority ethnicities were also more likely to miss appointments. Um, younger patients were often found to be, you know, frequent appointment misses, but also 
uh, patients that had mental health diagnosis or multiple or complex physical health conditions. Perhaps those are not entirely new, those findings, but it's interesting to see them all put together again now and the kind of the, the current, the additional literature that's appeared since the last systematic review, you know, nearly 20 years ago now, much of the same factors. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, it, our findings were quite closely in line with the findings from the previous systematic review from 2003. Obviously, this review was conducted pre-COVID. So all the studies were conducted before before COVID. And obviously, as we know, lots has changed since then. Well, certainly, I mean, obviously, there's been an upheaval in appointment systems in the past year. But presumably, we're going to go back to a bit of a more of a, a mixed model, uh, you know, with uh, there might be more online and remote consultations, but we're clearly going to go back to a lot of face-to-face again. And there's all, we won't go into the whole different set of reasons why people might miss remote consultations in particular. What would be quite good to go and do, just to sort of to, to get towards the... Um, the, the nub of this is a little bit of the implications for research and practice. And in particular, what practices might do a little bit differently to try to continue to um, address the missed appointments? I think there are a couple of different levels, really, for practices. So there's obviously the ability to identify the groups of patients that are perhaps more likely to miss appointments. Uh, and when looking at sort of tailoring interventions to try and make sure that they're uh, targeted for some of these groups that are potentially more likely to miss appointments. So, for example, those with complex physical health conditions. Uh, there's also the, you know, some of the reasons for missed appointments could quite e- could could form the basis of intervention. So for patients that forget appointments, there's a lot of literature that suggests that text message reminders or other forms of reminders are actually quite effective at increasing adherence to appointments. So Practices could adopt sort of strategies to remind patients and, and that sort of process. I say, and, and also the some of the reasons that patients miss appointments, like childcare, work, almost like those difficulties in accessing the surgery. You know, different forms of remote consultations or remote interventions might help to address some of those difficulties. And I think as well, it's looking at patients where. There are lots of different complex interacting factors going on at the same time. So there are patients, there's perhaps you know, uh, links between those in, in some cases where deprivation levels alongside you know, comorbidities as well that actually can sort of impact on that and, and make appointments more likely to be missed. Um, yeah, I can, uh, it's really interesting. I mean, I, one of the things I think is there are, there are some behavioural interventions which you can get in order to get patients to attend but as you mentioned text messages are perhaps some of the most encouraging in terms of the evidence base but other than that i'm not sure there's a great deal of good evidence that we're very good at getting patients to change their behavior and i do wonder if a lot of this is about us changing how we structure general practice as well there's always a slight risk that we just assume that here's the system people must come to us but in fact those people who've got as you say intersecting and kind of multi-morbidities serious mental health serious enduring illness Actually, sometimes I wonder if we need to rethink how we um, design our systems to very complex systems, sometimes appointments, to try to make it a little bit easier for the most complex patients. They don't necessarily work together. Absolutely. Really interesting. Joe. perhaps I could get you just to summarise your research, um, if you can, for us. Yeah, absolutely. So we we recognise that since 2003, a lot has changed in the sort of landscape of, of appointment systems. And yet there's still a need for finding out more about why patients are missing appointments. So the systematic review revealed that 26 papers have been published since 2003 that address this issue, and the rates are generally consistent across countries. 
some of the reasons include sort of public, uh, patient specific reasons uh, such as forgetting, being too ill, childcare responsibilities, but also about the system themselves. So about whether reminders are sent out and whether GPs are, you know, who which GPs are seen. And um, so implications, obviously, um, this hopefully will help practices to address some of the interventions that they target and perhaps some of the messages tailored to the groups that are more likely to miss appointments. Joe, that's incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Lovely, thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research papers and articles can be found at bjgp.org. The show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. Do share if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe via all the usual places, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your podcaster of choice. Thanks again. Thanks again.